Let's talk about, you know what I do want to talk about, episode 177 of One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. I'm over on the east side at the bottom of a hill of filth at the Casa that's oftentimes ivy covered, oftentimes ivy colored, is that the, no, it's a, no, excuse me. The casa or the castle, you, you, you know where it is. Uh, I'm here with my podcast writer D. We're gonna try to follow up episode 176, but I mean, I, this is tough, man, because 176 I think pretty much took us to a new level for me, mainly because I just was just I got a lot out, and I think I was basically healed. We'll talk more about that later. We've got, I personally prepared nothing for this podcast. Shafee has one little line on the show shit. Uh, but we're just going to get right into it here because I, I think that's okay with everybody listening. Um, I'm on the settee next to my homie, Shafee. You know him, you love him. It's Schaefer Hall. I see Matthew's coming over. I see the sun is going down. Looks like we're drinking some tequila. Guess we'll be talking for an hour. Turn on the robot thing. Manisha's listening. There's a podcast on the rise. Hope y'all want to hear Manusha. Nicholas is gonna take some notes. Dad will send a sunny mail. And we'll read some poems Ada wrote. Turn on the robot thing. Ellen's listening. There's a podcast on the rise. Turn on the robot thing. Jason and Lindsay are listening. There's the podcast on the rise. 
Turn on the robot thing. Jameson's listening. <laughs> I can't name everybody. If I forgot to name you, we love you. <laughs> You'll get into the next parody. Don't worry. Yeah. Wow. Boy, you you like prepared that. I didn't really stick the landing though. No, it was great. Know, it was fantastic. It, it was. It's fun. It's fun to. I love listing our listeners, dude, as best I can. That was beautiful. Um, that reminded me of something. Hey, welcome to episode one hundred and seven. Captain Q is listening. <laughs> Man, I love that guy. <laughs> um, I never got back to you about uh, about how to sign up for the. Uh, oh yeah, Captain Q wanted to get on our Discord. Discord. I think if you just go to Discord and search for one match flower. Oh, okay. I could probably could have just tried that myself. I don't. I've never seen it. <laughs> it's just. Is there anything on it? to the stuff by Nicholas. I, so far, I think Nicholas and I are still the only ones on it. Okay. Get on that Discord. Maybe there will be a third. Um, I didn't. I don't feel right performing this. Speaking of parodies and Nicholas, um, Nicholas texted me a parody. Did we talk about this? Yeah. I think I mentioned it to you, but I don't know if I... Um, I, I didn't... We, we didn't actually talk about the content. It's uh, Nicholas wrote a parody to Time in a Bottle. Jim Croce, right? Yeah. The folk song? Yeah. I know, I know the song a little bit, but I don't... I don't know it, like, front to back. So I don't know if I can really perform this, but I want to get it in posterity on the pockets. I don't want it just to be a thing that Nicholas Let's, texted me. I'll learn to play it on the guitar and we can do it maybe as a closing number next time. Or... Sound good? Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can get the band back together. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's time that we did. I don't know if it, uh, I don't know if we need to perform the whole thing. Tarzana Topanga Folk Festival. Here we come. Of it. Uh, anyway, so, so fantastic that Nicholas thinks so much of us that he he added to the parody. Bucket. Yeah. You know what? Everybody loves parodies. It's, parodies are a lot of fun. Yeah. I was talking about Weird Al with uh, the guys on the construction site the other day. And uh, Weird Al is much beloved. Did I talk about this on the podcast? When I was a... Yes. No, I mean... When I was a kid... I just figured we've talked about everything already. I must have been like eight years old. I came to school one day and I told everybody, I was like, I wrote a song. Can I sing it? <laughs> and I stood up in class and it was like, Oh yeah. Yes. Go on. Oh, do you know them? You know that song? Oh, do you know the muffin man, the muffin man, the muffin man? Oh, do you know sure. the muffin man who lives on Drury Lane? Uh-huh. And then I was just like, Oh, do you know the farmer man, the farmer man, the farmer man? Oh, do you know the farmer man who lives on Farmer Lane? And, I, and do you know the fireman, the fireman? And I just went through a bunch of occupations and just was sang. That, was <laughs> that well received? I mean, I don't remember like anybody throwing anything at me or, you know, and it was Montessori, so I didn't get a grade. It didn't increase the bullying. <laughs> No, I was always bigger than everybody, so they, yeah, that they, helps. There are times there was bullying. I'm embarrassed to admit that I was probably the bully. I see. Right. I don't like that part of myself. But well, yeah. it serves us well on the podcast. 
I had a, I had a lot of helps keep helps you keep me in line. Complicated pent up rage, like well through my like well into my thirties before I finally like became the peaceful guy you know and love today. Hmm. That's interesting. Should we should we try to tap into that rage? No, <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Um, when it does come out, so. I just wanted to let you know I'm cured. Uh, I I was obsessed with comedy until we had that long discussion about it, and that calmed me down a bit. Yeah, yeah. But you still might try it. Oh, I still wrote like a ton of jokes this week. Oh, nice. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah, can I just give you like the quick overview of my topics? Yes, definitely. Like, this isn't the part where you turn in. I mean, Matthew, what's it called? An, an, there's nothing uh, that would an make- outline. This is, there's nothing that would make me happier than if you wanted to try a few out on us, but uh, I don't. I don't know if this is. It, it's really a crowd, you know. Like, yeah, like yeah. you got to I don't know. It's not the right venue. And I'm. And to my friends out there, I'm going to try not trying all my jokes. Well, no, yeah. Look at everything I wrote. Your whole routine, yeah. No. Maybe there's something that needs to be so worded I'm, differently. I'm, you know? uh, I've got some uh, parent stuff. I've got some dad stuff, uh-huh. obviously, to go to. Yeah. Mostly based around the f- fact that it's really shocking that we are such a successful species on the planet based on how difficult it is to raise a human. <laughs> yeah. It's surprising. No, I've got that. that. And then there's um, the construction site. Oh, sure. The construction site is such a fertile ground for creative thought. And fertile is that a porta potty joke, right? Well, there? <laughs> uh, there is that. I do have that whole bit about. Well, okay, when I conceived the bit, it was a Portuguese guy that had come over to America to fulfill his dream of becoming a, a talk show host, an interview talk show host, mm-hmm. and his name was Porto Jao. And his studio was the Porto Jean. <laughs> and he would just, he was working construction because, you know, you got to have a day job. Uh-huh. And he might approach somebody on the construction side and say, hey, I can I just get an interview with you? I do a, a, I do a talk show. You guys say, yeah, sure. Hey, step into my studio. And you go into the studio with Porto Jean. And he offers you a beverage, uh, a sparkling water, a beer, a margarita, and whatever you ask for you get a cup of blue water and then as the guest you're always like oh this doesn't look like a margarita it's like oh it's a margarita it's portuguese margarita but i realized i might offend some portuguese but then as i was thinking about that more i realized that when you're offending people it's usually like an oppressor victim relationship historically like and the Portuguese are as big of imperialists as us. They they were on the front line of colonialism. Who am I trying? Whose feelings am I trying to spare here? So, but I did realize I I changed this week. Uh, actually, one of the guys on the crew took a piece of Ipe and two shims, and 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 sort of screwed the shims into the side of the Ipe mm-hmm. it, to use as like a spacer. But then. There was already like a hole drilled in the Ipe and it kind of looked like a little dude with like arms and one eye. And so I started using that little character as he was the talk show host. I mean, he was inviting you into the Brazilian Portuguese. I know, but I'm calling him 
Jimmy Deck or Jimmy <laughs> Dick. If you're from if you're from New Zealand, it's Jimmy Dick, uh-huh. and uh, Dick. he wants yeah, to sure. be a, he wants to be a a talk show host. So now I'm gonna have him inviting people into the Porta John, <laughs> which is his studio. And then there's the whole line of thinking where um, everything, almost everything said on the construction site is pregnant with entendre. Mm-hmm. There, it's all like, there are so many things that you might hear on a construction site. And I dare you not to think homoerotic thoughts. Rub some pookie on it. Um, what did I, I, I noted a couple of them. Well, there's this tool. It's called Brad Naylor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? And then you might hear something like, you need to get that hard wood off and put it snug over here. I mean, that, that's, that, was, that was said on the construction side this week. Or, hey, lay these at 16 inches on center. <laughs> you know. Have you ever heard of a company called Johnson Controls? It's a <laughs> legitimate engineering company. Have you ever heard of a company called ASCO? It's a heavy machinery company. They... They they have commercials during NFL football. So you're watching NFL football, which doesn't have any homoerotic overtones. And then they come on in this company, this construction company goes, ASCO does it right. We've got the heavy machinery that you need to get the job done. ASCO. Now, the, the company is spelled A-S-C-O. But I, they say many times ASCO. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, and then I was going to do some jokes about the triumph of the gentrifiers over the displaced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I've got so far. Just, those are just my topics. I, uh, you were mentioning, when you mentioned the blue drink. I have the blue drink. It's a it's sparkling water. I, uh, I have some exciting, something exciting to tell you, you guys. A uh, friend of the show, Adam... You know, he bartends with me on Saturdays. Uh-huh. And we had to do the night shift because Jeff was out of town. And so some Saturday nights at the front page, we have, there's a, there's a, an improv and stand-up comedy school that does their rehearsals and performances. They rent out one of the spaces there in Springdale General. Okay. So every now and then, you know, two or three times a week, we get whole group of aspiring improv comedians and stand-up comedians coming in and either either fresh off of their uh their lesson or fresh off of a performance you know they do both lessons and performances there so last last it was just a total zoo adam and i just got just got creamed got hammered slammed yeah, it was, it was, we were, we were in the weeds. Okay. Uh, yeah. All the jargon, which was kind of cool. <laughs> um, you know, that's fine. It's good. You know, good for the bottom line. Um, even if it is a little hard on the knees, but, uh, Adam made, you know, we have the drink there, the blue stuff barbers put their combs in. You already have a drink called that? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. That's a, that's a Schaefer Hall original. Is that a, it's the Barbasol? Is <laughs> Barbicide. Okay, Barbicide. Barbicide is shaving cream. Barbicide is what they call that blue stuff barbers put their cones in. But our cocktail is just called that blue stuff barbers it, put it their cones in. It conceivably kills all the mono on the, mush, on the mustache <laughs> combs between clients. Who knows? 
anyway, Adam made a customer one, and they were and they posted a picture of it on Yelp and said, Ask, "Adam is an awesome bartender, and here's a picture of the cocktail he made." So well done, well done, Adam. I'm so excited to share that. Have you day. sold a million of those this week? We've sold we've sold a bunch of them. Oh, I I don't know if there was a little spike or not. I don't think he called it by name, but uh, I, I don't know if there's been a spike of people being like, hey, I saw the blue cocktail in Yelp. So I'm assuming it's blue curacao. There's a little blue curacao in there. Yeah, you and then what else What else he got in there? There's some, uh, there's some bourbon and some lemon juice and a little bit of seltzer and uh, blue curacao. That's hot. The front page, everybody. Springdale General. Be, so, be there. Do you? It's your show tonight because I, I didn't write a damn thing down. Did you me. see? Got to lead us, take us. When I Matthew, I thought that this was. I thought that they had made a mistake. I thought an editor had snoozed on his job, and there was a misprint or something. Because I woke up this morning, was looking through some headlines, found my glasses. Really? Yeah. Well done. <laughs> and uh, oh, Shafy. <laughs> and uh, I saw that there was a their hurricane headed for Southern California. I was like, oh, that's not right. That doesn't happen. But it is the first ever tropical storm warning in the history of Southern California is oh. happening today. Oh, is that right? So speaking of... It feels like end times, doesn't We it? were talking a little bit before the show about it, but yeah, there's a further proof, not that we ended up needing it, not that I want to get bogged down in, uh, in the uh, <laughs> blistering heat slash climate change slash end of the world stuff, but I just... It, it sneaks into I'm conversation. Call, I'm calling it climate collapse. Climate collapse. Sounds good. So... Future predictions. Another thing in the news. Did you see? Did you see that they've started? They've unleashed driverless cars that they can actually use them for Uber in San Francisco now. Okay. They're you know yeah they're they're doing it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> this photo came out of San Francisco. One of those Waze cars. You know the ones with all their like radars, radar on top and stuff. You see cruising around, it had just driven straight into wet cement. <laughs> into wet like cement? A foot down in wet concrete. <laughs> well, listen, that could happen with a human driver. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> a human's not going to know if it's wet or dry either. You know? You see orange cones on the road for all sorts of reasons. Yeah. But uh, I always say ignore those cones. Really, what I think is interesting, I'm excited about it, is the fact that they are using driverless cars for, you know, because no matter... We're still not nearly, you know, and you talk about the accidents that they have driving into concrete, whatever. We're still not close to the percentage of accidents that stupid human beings have, you know? Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. So, Humans are dangerous. So you can, you can, you can worry about it all you want. You can complain about it. But the point is that they're probably smarter than a lot of the knuckleheads out there driving anyway. Doing all of the above. I'm worrying and complaining. Even even me, like, I like to think I'm a pretty good driver. I've had a lot of practice at it anyway. You know, even I, 
on a good day can be a little bit of a space cadet, you know? Yeah. I might get distracted by something. I might. You sure. Know? And like all your practice in the world doesn't help, you know? And it's, it's just the fact that I'm 47 years old, knocking on the door 48. So, you know, the eyesight's going, the hearing's going. I started doing that thing I used to watch my grandfather do where I leave the turning signal on. That's <laughs> you leave the turn signal on? Yeah. You know, just forget and leave it on, can't hear it clicking. And that I think has uh, oh right. Yeah. <laughs> that I think has to do with the fact that I'm always my AC all month long has been on full blast at all times. So that kind of drowns out all the other sound. In the dead of winter. So in the dead of winter you hear it. We'll see. Anyway, all this got me all this got me talking with a regular today, right? Shout out to Ryan. Uh, I I asked him what he thought the over-under was on, basically on me having Lyft as a second job, you know? Uh, He's ask, He was asking the over-under? I'm asking, I was asking Ryan what he thinks. I was like, you know, and I was thinking to myself, and, uh, you know, for specifically for Austin, Texas, wow. you know, obviously it's going to take longer to catch on someplace other. But I think five years, you know, in five years' time, there's going to be driverless cars in Austin doing my doing my second job. Um, Ryan said he thought it was over five years, but I think, you know, over five years for Lubbock. But Austin, I think, is going to be an early adopter because of... I mean, don't they already have them downtown? Do they? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I saw one. With the, like with customers in it, um, there are driverless cars okay. driving around. Maybe, maybe it didn't have customers in it, but yeah, that's yeah. Maybe they were just pilot programming no. stuff. Yeah, there definitely are. Okay, I haven't seen any that were completely empty, but um, that's, I, it's I, coming I soon. Saw, I saw one that was completely empty. It's coming soon. Okay, and you know, and it's for the best. Maybe it was parked. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I I love to drive. <laughs> you know, I like having the second job. Currently, I need the second job. Um, but I'm just... And, and I know it's, it's going to be better for the world. You know? It's going to be better for the island. There's going to be 80% less cars on the road. You know? It, it, it's going to be good for... It. It's too little, too late, probably, as far as your climate collapse goes. Yeah. But it'll just be nice. And I was thinking how cool it's going to change... It's going to change the way zoning works. People can live different places because they'll be able to get to jobs more easily, you know, across town or whatever. You're like a young Walt Disney right now. <laughs> Just so excited about everything. How about Tomorrowland. Yeah. You know, I don't know. But I know you're a techno optimist. Yeah. I mean, it's coming. I only see the dystopian in all of that. I mean, so. yeah, sure. But like, we're going to, we need all that stuff to help us get out of the situation that we're in, you know? So you think uh, the climate collapse is a bit of a situation? <laughs> uh, Seems more and more apparent. It's interesting to me, like, to see all the different things. That, you know, there's the people with the missile silos, you know, building there. Like, they've already worked. They've already prepped. Condos. They've yeah, done their, they've done their prepping. Yeah. I mean, there's people who have already bought, you know, people who have already built out condos and missile silos and sold them to rich people already. It's already happened. Um, and then there's people doing it themselves too. Uh, and then there's folks working on 
spaceships, you know, Elon and, you know, a few other rich people are, are trying to work that, that out, you know, living on a big space station sounds kind of cool to me. Maybe go a little stir crazy, but also, you know, I'm an earth sign. I like people as long as I have, I'd rather just go back. To if I just have a tiny little place, go and be by myself, I'll be fine. You know, okay. I like people. I like to be around people. I need to recharge by myself. Yeah. But I'm excited about it. I think. And then I was trying to imagine what are the, you know, okay. And then there's the caverns. Um, there's living inside giant submarines deep in the ocean with George and Paul. <laughs> yeah. Submarine. You got it. <laughs> And I, I was trying to think of what are you know? Can you think of any other alternatives? Um, like, uh, downloading your consciousness into something that can survive the okay, storm. Yeah, I like or, it. Or uh, slipping into another dimension. Uh, <laughs> awesome! I'm glad I asked. I, li- uh, I like it. I just. I just found my glasses, which is looking to another dimension. That's, that, was, that was amazing. They were, just, they were just in the couch. They were in right the most. I'm Matthew. I swear, <laughs> I ran my hand down there. They were white. They were. They were way here, back, here at the back. It's fine, bro. Uh, I'm not mad at you at all. <laughs> I'm glad to solve. So the last, the last time we were here, which was two episodes ago, I came over with. God, there's so much stuff to bring over to my two backpacks and my cooler. I knew I had gotten everything out, but on my way home, I was like, I don't have my glasses. I just thought they were in the bag. I realized towards the end of the podcast, I already said this, Shafi, but I'm going to put it in posterity. Anyway, it's been driving me crazy. I I, call, I texted Schaefer. I called him. He says, I, I've turned, I've looked everywhere. There's, they're not here. And I ordered new glasses. I, you know why I ordered new glasses? Because I knew I would find them if I had just ordered them. <laughs> That's and finally. And, and then we spent some time before the podcast looking for it. The punchline here is they were in the most obvious place where they would be. Yeah, like they're in between the armrest and the pillow, <laughs> right next to where he was sitting. I swear to you, I ran my hand down there. <laughs> well, Those, this is it's a weird, this, this is the doorway. Here it is. To if you want to go to another dimension, <laughs> right here. Yeah. Right now, guys, I got my hand in the settee. How are you getting your hand my so hand far is down in another there? dimension? I'm I'm double jointed. Um, no, I <laughs> I was I was making a a joke like when you do the thing where it looks like you're go you're on the other side of the island in the in the kitchen and it looks like you're walking down some yeah. imaginary steps. I was just doing a little. You're it's the art of pantomime, Shafi. <laughs> Shafi. It looks like he's got his full arm. Have I told you about my desire to be a pantomime? No, tell me more. I just want. I just I've, since a, since I was a wee lad, I've wanted to do pantomime. No, I'm I'm making fun of my desire to do comedy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I found my glasses content is even more banal than normal. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Sorry. Sorry. That's just what's going on with us. Sometimes they want to know what's going on with us. Okay. You got topics. They're here. Matthew, what do you think about gerunds and what they tell us about 90s and not popular culture? Wait, wait, wait. Let's let's introduce this because this is a segment. <laughs> is this? I don't know. Is it a Widom Wittis? This is a Widom Wittis. If I ever heard one. I feel like this is a... Oh, yeah. 
Wiggum Wittis. It's like some kind of a Da Vinci Code thing. I had to write this down because. Okay. Did you say Shifty? Did you say Jaren's? Convoluted and weird, even even for my standards. You know, by my standards. I know you probably know this, but English is my native language, and I have heard the word gerund, but I but I can't remember what that is. Something in something in grammar, right? Grammarly noun grammar, a form that is derived from a verb, but that is that functions as a noun in English, ending in ing, like eg. Asking, and do you mind my asking you? So, yeah, a verb adding ing to, yeah, to become a noun, or, or you know, it can, it can also... What's an example? Just adding ing doesn't make it a, make it a gerund. Uh, uh, examples. She is eating. She is eating. But the no, no, that's that's an that example of what's not a, not a gerund. Not a gerund. Um, five types of gerund. Subject biking is my newest hobby. Yeah, so biking at the ING, it becomes... Biking is my newest hobby. To bike, biking becomes... Right, a, it becomes a noun. Subject a thing. Complement, my preferred <coughs> commuting method is biking. Direct object, I love biking. Indirect object, my sister gave biking a try. Object complement, I see myself biking every day. Um, so... <laughs> I'm just realizing now that a lot of my examples aren't necessarily gerunds. They're just words ending in ing. Words ending in ing can tell you interesting things about popular culture in the 90s and the aughts. What, what I realized the other day when I was meditating on this matter, Matthew, is that anything... If there's an ing word followed by a name, it is a movie. It's a what? It's a movie. Okay. As in Chasing Amy, oh. Finding Forrester, Saving Private Ryan, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Kissing Jessica Stein. <laughs> All movies. However, if the ing word is followed by a thing, it is a musical group. Counting Crows, Smashing Pumpkins, Taking Back Sunday. Now. Whoa. That's blowing my mind. Tripping Daisy. Tripping Daisy. Daisy is both the name and a thing. But it is, uh, in fact, a band and not a movie. Very fun band, actually. Psych rock band from Dallas. Could you also make a movie, then? Tripping Daisy. Exception. Yeah, there needs to be the movie. The movie needs to be made, maybe about a clumsy cow, or a hit of acid that has a daisy on, on it. it. Ooh, all right. And then you see a, a preview of a movie that where where flowers take over the earth. You're, are we just going to turn this podcast into psychedelics with my career? <laughs> uh, exceptions occur 
for more than three word names. So riding in cars with boys and sleeping with the enemy, those both end in objects and not name, proper names. So they should be bands, but they are in fact movies. So wow. more than three words, the, the pattern gets, gets out of whack. Just like this podcast. And if the ING word is followed by an adjective, it becomes a TV show, as in Breaking Bad. Wow. A <laughs> uh, friend of the show, Megan Skelton, I, I tried to get my thoughts in order by texting this all to her. Uh-huh. Uh, and she texted back, Killing Zoe. Did you write all that? I did write all that. That's fantastic. <laughs> I thought you were citing an article. Oh, no, no. This is all something I came up with. Oh, jeez. This morning. <laughs> Shower thoughts. <laughs> Man. Shower. It's a new segment. <laughs> Finally, a new segment. <laughs> Alex has been saying, write new segments. Here we go. Uh, Megan got back at us killing Zoe. Making Mr. Wright. <laughs> being John Malkovich. Uh-huh. Waking Ned Devine, all uh, all fit with the, uh, the the pattern. Think about it more and get back at us, guys. What do you think? Is this that thing where the mind is just like a pattern matching machine? I mine definitely is. Well, and then, but everybody's must be because they, that's what because they say. There is like uh, all those writers or directors or whoever named those movies were following a pattern. Yeah, yeah. They definitely were. You think it was conscious or subconscious? I mean, it's so funny to me, especially with the movies. Like they use it so much that it it becomes cliche and almost weird, you know. But then nobody really notices. We all just go on like the climate collapse isn't happening. <laughs> oh, humans! Oh, humans! If people ask what my podcast is about. I'm going to say humans. Shoot, the tempo is ridiculous here. I got a funny story. This is the right venue for it. Go. You know, Dick's family has been down in Mexico City. Um, I did not know that. Yeah. Kathleen and the kids. And then they've got a friend family. Who's down there with them? Who also have some kids who are friends with Dottie and Chafee. So uh, they're all hanging out down there in this, whatever, I don't know the name of the town, but it's up in the mountains above Mexico City. It looks beautiful. There's a, uh, when you look off the porch, you just see this vista of mountains. There's one mountain that Chafee decided looks like a butt. Oh, yeah. Butt calls mountain. it Butt Cheek Mountain. Okay, nice. <laughs> I was really excited when I got to see Butt Cheek Mountain. Uh, but one of the things they did, because they're still working down there, you know, remotely. Uh, so one of the things they did was they got childcare. There's a there's a bilingual lady who's taking care of the kids okay. for them. Yeah. And I guess, you know, around the time when she went home, Dick, you know, was talking to her. And she was laughing. She was laughing uh, because all day... You know, the kids, Dick and Shafee, at least, are, are bilingual. Yes. Um, and uh, all day, Shafee had been asking for besos 
She's like, what do you want? Like, you know, I'm not going to kiss you. But he's like, no, play Beso. Took her a while. She figured out he wanted her to play some music by the rock band Kiss. He wanted to listen to Kiss. <laughs> yeah. huh. Beso, Beso. Beso. <laughs> wow, that's funny. Like, finally, I figured out he wanted to hear some Kiss. Maybe that's uh, maybe he should have said it with the acronym, which would be, and I think in Spanish would be uh, Los Niños in Servicio del Diablo. <laughs> right? Isn't that kids in uh, Satan's service? Oh, I thought it was knights in Satan's service. Oh, I thought it was kids in Satan's service. <laughs> I guess wow. it depends well, on. I mean, that's all. Who you talk to? Is there any truth to that? I, I no. I thought that was just like uh, all part of the. Fear the satanic panic yeah, okay. of the 80s. Okay, yeah. Right, yes. Just so silly. It's the reason that I wasn't allowed to play Dungeons and Dragons, mm. which is such an amazing, cool, like mind expanding, you know. Well, they, hey, oh, that's, play. hey, hey, ho, ho, that's part of the problem there, buddy. Oh, yeah. Just, mind expanding. Like, like a game where, you know, where you improv and act, and, you know, and add. There's numbers too. It's harder to have uh, a homogenous population of like um, you know subservient consumers if you start letting everybody expand their mind. That, that's why they try to hold down the the, the devil's lettuce, <laughs> um, jazz lettuce. The yeah. <laughs> so you know, there's there was this. Um, There was this article you had about AI. Yeah. Did you want to talk about that? Uh, I'm not ready to go down that. It's pretty pretty interesting. Robin Hanson is a really interesting futurist. Um, And it's, you know, it's talking about how artificial intelligences are things that we've created. They are our children. And they are also part of human evolution. Right. You know? Yes. And just talking about, you know, how how important it is to think that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know. But you don't want to talk uh, about it? Just like you would, like with kids, you know, you need to let it grow. You need to let them make their mistakes. Yeah. You need to give them direction. Mm-hmm. You know. See what happens. Well, oh, that's well. sort of a reframing of it. For me. It had me real excited. Yeah. Okay. I'll uh, I'll put the article up on the Discord page. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you can. Uh, so the three people. You can read it if you want. So <laughs> yeah. Captain Q, Nicholas, and I can Everybody, read it and discuss it. Everybody, uh, jump on the Discord. Well, maybe I'll read it and bring it up next time. Yeah, let's do that. You read it, and I'll reread it. And, uh, cause it's definitely fun. I mean, is there anything that I like to talk about more? There is. There's what poetry. about poetry? Yeah. Let's, let's both do a poem. Okay. And let's give each other a minute to, um, to talk about it afterwards. Right. I'm going to read another Summer Browning. Is it, that's how you say your name? Browning? Summer Browning. It's yeah. not Browning. 
You got it. This book is, is like uh, sometimes like confuses me. I'm like, it's got an unusual the, structure. The way yeah. she, the way she lays it out, it's like not always. Um, it's not always obvious that it's like yeah. poem. It's not just yeah one poem yeah. one title, and sometimes it yeah. refers back on itself. Yeah, it's a very interesting book. I like this book. Good actors. Good actors by Summer Browning. You know this person? Yeah. Does she know you have a podcast? I think she does. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Did she, come, did she come to Austin? She did. Yeah. She came to Austin and she read it on the front page. Okay. I missed that. Shoot. She gave me that book. She All right. Well, here we go. I, I got it. You don't need to shine the light. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Your problem is you hold yourself to an ideal that is impossible to attain. And this causes suffering. I think this poem's about me. <laughs> your problem is you compare your successes to those of others rather than examining them in your own life's context. And this causes suffering. Your problem is intellectually, you know you determine your own course, but you do not feel that is the case. And this causes pain. Your problem is you give too much credence to how others view you. And this causes ambivalence. Your problem is you distrust your perception of the world and rightly believe that it is a veil. But this causes indecision to the point of anxiety. Your problem is the fact that Intuition and logic can be in conflict, makes you doubt the value of both, and this torments you. I think there's a whole series of your problem poems. Is, oh, that, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. There are other shorter ones. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I love I, I love that book's stuff. really fun. Like you can, you know, you can I, sit down and read it all at once. I should do that. Um, I, I haven't read it straight through. I've only read it in pieces. And it's sort of it. It adds up to something even more than the sum of its parts. I don't know. That strikes me as. You know what that makes me feel like is it. Rem, it reminds me that uh, when you look at good art, it is it is talking about like universal themes and feelings. It, it it touches you in a way that's not um, you're not unrelated to the artist. You you and the artist, well, you share the same uh, torture, <laughs> the human condition, right? Is that why we do art, Shafi? The human condition. Uh yes uh yeah. I mean, I think first and foremost, we do it to amuse ourselves. You know, I think I definitely started doing it as a kid to, you know, pass some lonely time by myself. Okay, sure. Sure. Um, I, I don't know if I've looked at it like that, maybe in a long time. I'm 
it's also I, a, I'm more a to, as like a form of therapy. Yeah, I was going to say working working through stuff. It's also a way to share your emotions, be they be they bad or good. You know, right. it's a way to share your joy. You know, in a way that you might not necessarily even be able to do just with your words. A way a way to share your unhappiness. Um, share the things you're thinking about. Yeah. You want to hear a poem by Samson Starkweather? Of course. Who? Samson Starkweather. Uh, This is from his collection. It's called The Waters. Okay. Uh, And they're just numbered. This is number, uh, the Roman numeral. I guess this is 41, right? XLI is 41. I didn't know there was going to be a test. (laughs) Wait, isn't that 46? The X before the uh, L is 50. Then, it, then it's X minus, so 10 minus, yeah, I think it's 41. Okay. Death playing possum spills its fake blood in the real astroturf. It smells of guarantee. That's just like your opinion, man. Serial killers swear by mop and blow, talk under their breath. Did you hear that? It came from the trunk. Someone whistling the theme to the Andy Griffith show with their eyes closed. The age-old question, revolver or rubber sole? We will miss your 23 ribs, no bones about it. We will miss your bunched-up amoebas, your exquisite receipts, the entire file on you. Tarzan will teach the future more than any State of the Union address. I used to think a police state was like New Jersey or Arizona without the crime. When I was being beat with that stick, I kept thinking about my mouth and your breast, about staying absolutely still. Move along, said the cop. Tit for at. There was a lot of imagery in that poem that really spoke to me. <laughs> That's a very unusual, uh, unusual poem. There's a lot happening there. Who's this poet? Uh, Samson Starley. He's almost exactly my age. He was a friend back in New York. Okay. Um, I say that because I feel like we Samson Starkweather. It. Sounds like a, a comic book hero. Yeah, it's a great name, isn't it? I I guess it's his real name. Class is given name? I've never... I, I can't prove it either way, but... He sounds well healed. Do you think his family's happy that he's pursued poetry? I'm sure they are. Samson Starkweather was born in Pittsburgh, North Carolina. He's the founding editor of Birds LLC. He lives in Brooklyn, New York. With the escape artist Paige Taggart. Paige Taggart. I didn't know she was an escape artist. She, uh, She writes very good poems also. And she also makes cool jewelry. So, so escape artist is just sort of a, a whimsical way of referring to her. That's not her job. She. I assume that he's <laughs> having fun there. Okay. okay. But, or maybe he asked her, like, how do you want me to describe you? She like, how about escape artist? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sounds a little off the cuff. They're really a fun couple. Super nice people. Well... Uh, you should let them know that we read on the podcast. 
you can get a message to them. I've sent I've sent Birds LLC a few manuscripts that they have not published. I see. We won't hold that against them. I see. Well, maybe we can use the force and just let them know, you know, through the ether. Mm, uh, maybe I just need to write a better manuscript. Let's use the force right now and just send good vibes to the listeners right here at the end. I don't mean I don't mean at the end of a, a habitable climate. <laughs> the planet. End of the, the I just end mean at the end of the podcast. The end of our climate. Yeah. It's gonna be fine. We're, just, we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna migrate north. We're gonna end up two small populations on the poles. I'm thinking about being a South Polar. Oh, really? Okay. I don't know. Just change it up, you know? I lived my whole life in the Northern Hemisphere. I'm like, what am I missing? Well, also, all that's up north is ice, so it's all going to melt. Oh, right. There's actually land. There's actually land. Gonna be South Polar. There's land under, there's land underneath uh, Antarctica, right. Yeah. So we'll probably all be down there. Yeah. Antarctic refugee. In my final days. Hopefully, my children will. You know the Travoy? That's this. Uh, it's this structure that the Plains Indians would use to like. Uh, just like a trailer. You know, it's like two poles. Oh, yeah, and sure. And maybe, maybe I'm not thing. saying it right. I was, Travoy? I thought it was Travoy. How's it spelled? I, I think maybe this is like a European term for this. T R A V O I S maybe or Travois. Travois, yeah. Um, A type of sledge, formerly used by North American Indians. Okay, wow, I was pretty close, right? Um, Travoy. I I I see myself. Travoy. You know, I'm like elderly. I'm not as spry as I once was, Uh and my family. Is employing an animal, a beast of burden of some type, <laughs> trying to get me. We're, we're going through like the Atacama region of Chile, just mm-hmm. trying to make it to Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Climate refugees. God, I love a dystopian future. Mm. I don't think that's it's really counter to Oprah's The Secret, where like you put out what you want to see happen in the future. <laughs> I'm sort of doing the opposite of that. I'm, I'm sort of envisioning a worst case scenario for humanity where we're all climate refugees. Man. <laughs> did, did you just get angry with yourself? I, for just, ho- I just hope, I just hope the next episode is like a little more upbeat. I mean, the problem is like anytime you let me be in charge of an episode, you know, I'm, I'm going to get bogged down in futurism. I'm going to use weird grammar words that I, I don't even properly understand. I'm just glad gonna be you're a techno-optimist, and I'm glad there's some optimism in this techno. Do you just want to play us out? I'll play us out, sure. Yeah. Schaefer, instead of me laboriously <laughs> adding a closing track, Schaefer's just going to play us a tune, and we'll see it. Hopefully next time, poor the choices and sweeter the wine. You know what you're gonna play? You ready? It's free falling. She's a good girl. 
loves her mama, loves Jesus, and America too. She's a good girl, crazy about Elvis, horses, and a boyfriend too. It's a long day living in Reseda. There's a freeway running through the yard. I'm a bad boy because I don't even miss her. I'm a bad boy for breaking her heart and I'm free. Free falling. I'm free, just free falling. And all the vampires walking through the valley, move west down Ventura Boulevard. And I'm a bad boy, cause I don't even miss her. I'm a bad boy for breaking her heart. I'm free, free falling, free, free falling. I wanna glide down over Mulholland. Wanna ride her name in the sky. Wanna free fall out into nothing? I'll leave this world for a while. I'm free, just free falling. Free, free falling.